0: Hey everyone, this is James with Build, Tune, Race, and I'm back with another podcast. It's been quite a while, but uh, hopefully this is some good audio for you guys, and this is an audio-only podcast. No Facebook Live on this one, no YouTube, nothing, just a a good old sit-down and chat about cars. So, I am here with Alex Benoit, he is the guy that has helped me the most with building uh, Clyde, He many, many late nights (laughs) he spent with me, Um, and... We just, we knocked it out. We got it done. Uh, Alex, I used to work with him at my previous job and hit me up one day and said, Hey, uh, you need any help working on any of the projects or cars you got going on? Let me know. And uh, I started getting pretty serious about building the Mazda and hit him up. And he came over and we started, started getting down on the Mazda, huh?
1: Yep. And uh, so what was one of the first days that you came over? Uh, it was whenever you needed to pull the rear end out from underneath the Mazda to build the 9-inch
0: that's right. So we, uh, perfect timing, I guess She came over and we spent the, spent a better part of the first day just getting the, the rear end out. So kind of where it started out was I had, I had worked on the car slightly up until that point. And, uh, I guess we just, it was time to get serious about getting it done, getting it built and time crunch came and Alex wanted to help. So I, I very much appreciate his help. If you guys watched any of the videos of, the build you kind of saw him in it a little bit here and there and uh he just anything i needed help with a second hand or bolting brakes on or doing whatever he he was there to help uh and a lot of it was just helping me get through and and push through so uh that's a lot what i want to go over on this podcast here is just talking about the build on the car uh kind of some of the things we went through i know a lot of people that build cars have issues they run into the same things sometimes never get projects done and we got the car done, and there's some decent stories to it. So hopefully, you guys enjoy it, and we'll go ahead and uh, get right into it. So after that day that we we got the rear end out, wh- what do you think? What was your your thoughts on the project? Just
1: the idea of the project. Uh, whenever I first heard about you working on it, I thought it wasn't going to be as much of a project as what I saw once I finally got here and started helping out. And, <laughs> no doubt. Uh, I mean, that was I don't know, like kind of threw me for a loop how much that project turned into <laughs> right
0: yeah on the surface you're just you're just swapping an engine in right and then it ends up being a full full build practically
1: oh yeah yeah i didn't i didn't have hardly any idea on how in-depth we were, you wanted to go with it like you know the entire front end swapping it to five lug and everything right. else and,
0: yeah, some of it I knew, and some of it I didn't know until we got deeper into it, what, what we were going to have to do. So uh, that's the thing, guys. If you're building a project car, uh, you you know that what you plan on it being and what it actually turns out to be is sometimes not the same. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, we started out with that. We got the rear end out of it. Uh, my dad helped with building the rear end on the car, took it over there to him. Uh, coming in, what was it probably? when When was that? January uh, It's probably March. I don't
1: probably I think Probably somewhere.
0: I think it was early March um, when he started coming over and helping out. And this is all leading up to June 15th, which was Rocky Mountain Race Week. Uh, I actually had the goal of finishing the car for Rocky Mountain Race Week 2018, not 19, but uh, had to build a shop. I was trying to move into doing some more of the social media stuff full time, so funds didn't allow and had to make some better financial decisions on trying to... Uh, move into a different career at that time. But uh, then we started working on it, and, man, there were some late nights.
1: Oh, definitely. (laughs) A lot of late nights, but I'm just glad all of it led up to actually completing the project, what, about a week, week and a half before your dead set deadline? Yeah,
0: I mean... (laughs) Really a day before I was still bolting stuff onto the car before we had, I mean, shoot, the car's still not done. Let's be, let's be honest, but.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. But I mean, we got it to the point where it needed to be running and driving for 1300 miles.
0: That, that is true. Uh, <laughs> testament to us building something, I guess on that one is that more or less with a few minor things that we had to deal with, oh, yeah. um, the car made it 1300 miles. That's what Alex, uh, kept messaging me or talking to me about it. How's it doing? what how to do we have any issues and then uh, i was like man no is it was good i think i put maybe 250 miles on it before like that kind of final week uh brought went over what you met me at alignment we we were actually pretty close with the alignment not not too bad on some of it i Um, mean
1: from what i can recall with that alignment i think he only had to turn those hind joints maybe a quarter turn each
0: yeah he uh
1: mostly was about centering up the steering wheel i guess and doing some of that but that all
0: came down and then took it back and let Alex drive it for the first time and it's a little different to drive
1: yeah a little different (laughs) to drive you know I mean it was it was definitely feeling good to actually drive something that you brought back to life you know
0: yeah absolutely like the, the Mazda uh for people that don't know I when I bought it, I found it on Craigslist as a roller. Um, the guys had already taken the motor and tranny out to, I guess, port it or do something, which kind of uh, ruined the rotary. I'm not sure where it went, but the guy that I, I got it from uh, is actually in his buddy's backyard. His buddy shows me the video of them pulling it out of a backyard, actually running um, in a in a snow pile. But throughout the project, we actually figured out that they took everything off the car and left it there. Yeah, I don't. We weren't really missing anything, were we? that i i can really recall
1: not really i mean everything we needed as far as body wise trim wise all that other mess was there it was just having to take hours on end sorting through different screws nuts bolts trying to figure out which one went where because we wasn't the ones that took it <laughs> off and... there was a
0: couple bucket of bolts there <laughs> alex we need this bolt uh, all right let me look there's was, there was a lot of that there was a lot of uh, alex trying to figure out what bolts go where on the car and getting it pieced together but we did it we ended up with a few extras like every project does it seems yeah
1: but i think most of the extras probably came from you know the little bolts that hold wiring to the fender wells and all that other stuff you know Mm -hmm. because i mean interior wise we found everything for the seats seat belts body wise we found everything for the trim pieces and you know didn't have to go out and outsource any kind of bolts except for you know us swapping in the lt
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so we also a fun little project, I guess, as part of this car was taking a cluster of pedals, making the what was it? We got rid of the clutch pedal. Yeah. And uh, bent the brake pedal over uh, to gain room, and then the electric, electronic throttle becomes its own throttle pedal in there. So, uh, but more or less use the what would be manual set of pedals uh and was able to make this work uh which was pretty fun that was we bent a few t- few tools and <laughs> we had to get creative on a few things that we did with the car uh within the shop cuz i mean i have a lot of good tools but not everything that you could ask for and need i guess
1: so. oh yeah we got a couple of crescent wrenches that no longer work <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah absolutely um so that's that's fun, but we we had a lot of fun doing it. There's many trips to the store for bolts.
1: Oh yeah. Definitely. <laughs> you know, and I mean I think some of the better parts of the build was actually how we had to get creative with some things, like how you was talking about the brake pedal and all that and you know, just like the uh is it the track bar for the rear end? How we had to use the hitch on the back of your truck and custom bend it to clear the 49-inch? <laughs>
0: With my little propane torch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was out of gas on the uh, big torch that I got, so I bust out the little torch and just kept adding heat to it and used the ball on the back of the truck and um, yeah. the diagonal link for the rear end. So if you ever get a chance to look under the Mazda if we're ever at an event, you see it. Uh, the rear end actually still uses all the factory link links and the diagonal bar just bent a little bit so once we got the rear end kind of mocked up and back from my dad um, we there was a few times of putting the bar in and out of there to make sure that that would go in and fit and then bending it, welding it, grinding on it You had fun cleaning it cleaning all the uh, <laughs> oh God, this yeah. rear end housing that we got uh, I got from a friend uh, it was just laying in the dirt more or less and for a, two years it came and laid in my dirt and uh, it was had a bunch of surface rust, I guess you could say.
1: Oh, definitely.
0: <laughs> In and out.
1: Well, so, I mean, heck, just to get it prepped for all the coating it needed and all that other stuff on the inside took two, two and a half hours of cleaning.
0: Yeah, so uh, he set up with some wire wheels and went to town on it, and then I, I bought some stuff called POR15, 15, P-O-R-15, 15, and cake the inside of it pretty well with that stuff which is supposed to be like a rust and hammer but it cleaned up pretty well oh yeah really so uh that that part of the project ended up coming together pretty i was surprised that the rear end worked out as well as it did
1: yeah i was Uh, nervous yeah I (laughs) i can see why you know i mean you're going from something that looks like a mini nine inch to an actual nine inch underneath a car that's that small you know, very yeah. limited suspension and everything else. And, I mean, we still have a couple of quirks to work out with that suspension.
0: Yep, no <laughs> doubt. There's always some uh, little things. But for 1972 suspension, the car has all original shocks and springs and everything. This was a let's get it done. But also in some of it, uh, me posting to the rotary groups, like, check out the RX2 I'm building. Uh, they're not too fond of the, the LT swap, uh, as as you might be. um surprised to hear but that's that's part of it and yeah. I wanted to leave the car as much much together as possible I guess when yeah. you showed up I already had the engine kind of mounted on the uh, engine plate and their yeah. transmission mounted nothing finished but the mounts were made and what one big that. hole <laughs> yeah in the interior of the car
1: um, yeah that big hole made it look like there was no room for a brake pedal or a gas pedal yeah,
0: that's true yep <laughs> uh, still Still, it was tight, though, and, and, I mean, what, you were half of it unbolting it through the transmission hole and back through and laying underneath it, and working in a tiny car like that's not the Um, the
1: funnest. No, it's definitely not the funnest, especially whenever you have to work in a tight spot and try and maneuver around. I mean, heck, even just trying to find tools, I can remember we had to share some tools here and there, and I'd look at you, hey, do you have a 15-millimeter? You're sitting there looking for it for five, ten minutes, and I'm spinning around the car. And next thing I know, it's underneath my butt,
0: <laughs> yeah, just sitting there on it. And uh, then you're like, "Oh yeah," but some of that clicks over to it's one in the morning, yeah, and you're just dead, brain dead at that point, and you, you just you just don't even know what's going on. I mean, that's yeah. kind of so, a lot of the nights we knew it was time to call it a night when we spent fifteen to twenty minutes looking for a tool that we. That was under yeah. another tool that was under a rag that was right by where we were looking for it. Uh, oh, man. That night when we were looking, I don't even know what it was that we were looking for that was under the carpet in the trunk. You remember that? I don't uh, remember what we were looking for, but I was like, yeah, I had it right here. I, I had it right here think that was in the trunk. The
1: adjustable pliers or something.
0: Yeah, something we needed.
1: Because uh, I think we needed it for removing something on the fuel line when we were finalizing taking everything out to put all new fuel system
0: yeah and I, I was just like i know if i had it right here and come 2 30 in the morning or whatever it might have been it was like i literally looked in that spot four times for that same tool and it was in that spot it was just folded into a fold in the carpet that was in the trunk and i just i was like it's that's it We there's no sense in going any oh, further yeah. tonight because it would get to where a 20-minute job would take us an hour and a half just because yeah. burnt out, tired, chasing, uh, chasing my tail at least. I know that much. It was, yeah, It was rough,
1: man. Oh, definitely. Those late nights were you know, hit and miss with a lot of things. We had some late nights where we planned out three jobs, and at 2 o'clock in the morning we only got the first job done. Other <laughs> nights we planned out doing one job because we thought it was large, and by – two, three in the morning, we had three or four jobs done.
0: Yep, absolutely. So we kind of, as some of them go, he'd come over, help me. Um, I think he came over, So, uh, so to clarify, I guess, Alex works at a job where he works like a rotating schedule of like a two on, two off, two on, three off type of a deal. So he would literally work two days on at his normal job, and then those other two nights that he was off um, he would be over here working, which helped push me to be out there. Cause I'd probably go out there till maybe nine at night, but Alex and his job works nights. So he, uh, he'd come over and be like, Hey man, like I'm good to whenever. And I'm like, dude, I'm freaking tired, but he's, uh, he was good to go. Like n- midnight at night, he was just getting warmed up. But yeah. I, uh, I appreciate that and just keeping me going. Cause I, I would have shortcut a lot of nights without that extra push or help or, I guess just you being there and being just holding me accountable to like working on the thing because It's, it's pretty easy oh, to go yeah, inside man. at night and yeah. <laughs> go to sleep instead of keep going. But
1: oh, yeah, it's just like I said with the planning on doing one job, but getting three or four done, you know, that was just Got good me morning, asking you what you think's next. And if it, Sounded like something that took 20, 30 minutes. I was like, well, let's go ahead and hit it real quick. You know, we're still up. Still got a little fuel to the fire. So <laughs> keep keep rolling. <laughs> yeah. See what we can get done. And you're totally
0: right. There was many times that were like, we, we kind of had it planned, right? Like every, you would come over and help me for, say, two nights. And then I, we would talk about it. And I'd be like, I'm going to try to get to this point before you come back by myself. Yeah. Uh, April was around, so she'd give me an extra hand here or there and uh but mostly i was like okay i'll try to get to this point and a lot of it was like the headers of stuff that like only i was able to do only really one person could work on so i'd just try to get those done so then it frees us up to that next step of yeah. doing stuff um so we'd kind of talk about it and plan it out and
1: that's what we did right i mean uh, yeah i mean heck every time we would shut down for the night we'd stand outside and even if I wasn't going to be here the next day, still talk about what needed to be done yep. or what was the next thing. Plan and, of
0: attack. And oh, yeah. Then eventually we had a list on the mini fridge that we <laughs> yeah. had a reference a few times, uh, add stuff to a lot. and yeah. Then it finally started to where we started checking some of it off, which was
1: oh yeah. is always good. I can't remember what it was, but I know there was one specific job on that car. I think we erased off the mini fridge like twice and rewrote back on the mini fridge twice.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, fuel system might have been part of that, because probably I don't, so. I know that was one of them that uh, you think you're good, and then now you got to add that or change that or get an extra fitting, and then you kind of have to revisit. Um, but I know what you mean. There was a there was a lot of those little little things, and but like you said, then some of it went fairly decent. Like, yeah. Like the five lug swap on the front, once we kind of. Figured out the directions and what we had to do, and where there was locking nuts that didn't exist on this particular kit. I guess that's where you use general instructions, but when it's specific to a car, it changes it up. But yeah. uh, we, we got it.
1: Yeah, I mean with that specifically, it's kind of that was the hard one of the hardest parts with that was you know having torque specs on nuts where you couldn't get torque wrench into. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we had to There's sit there of and those on that car figure out how to get it to the right torque pressure with the fricking wrenches.
0: Yeah, you just make the sound. <laughs> that's what I was doing. I was just making the sound. Click, click. All right, move on. Yep. That's tight it up. That shouldn't have come apart. So far <laughs> it hasn't. No, so.
1: nah, cause I mean all that stuff, when we ran into those little issues, we determined what needed Loctite or that, what needed anti-seize. Anything
0: and, that we definitely didn't plan on <laughs> taking apart for any amount of time, got, got some Loctite. Um, oh. And I think that's part of what's made it reliable and solid. I mean, there was definitely a few times where we got it done. I think this car, especially knowing that I was going to take it on a 1,300-mile trip, there was a few times I said, nope, we're pulling it back apart, and we're going to adjust it, we're going to fix it a little bit, we're going to make it right, and then put it back together. Because yeah. uh, there was a few of those things.
1: Oh, yeah, man. That's just like how almost every night ended, how you said you was going to go to sleep thinking about every nut and bolt you put your hands on. <laughs> I mean, the car is not even mine. I've just helped out with it, and I did the same thing every freaking night, even whenever I was at my normal job. I'd go to bed thinking, all right, which bolts did we not tighten, which bolts did we have tight, which ones do we need to double check, you know, the torque specs on and everything else. And And you come
0: back and you'd be like, Hey, we need to, I think we need a torque that. I was like, no, we got it. And then we go back over there and it was totally loose or whatever. So it's it's amazing what one extra person that's kind of devoted to the project helps. Oh yeah. Just in, in being all in on it. Um, Cause he, Alex treated it like it was his car. He knew what the plan was, was to go send this thing down the track as fast as it'll go and hopefully stop and, keep hopefully be safe in doing so or driving at 1300 miles and um, just just enjoying it and not being too worried that something was going to come apart I mean the thing still yeah. has issues because it's 1972 <laughs> like yeah. you got you're already up against a wall of things that could happen so you're trying to minimize them or not oh. be our problem not be our fault on just oh yeah a bonehead move on something that we
1: we did or didn't do. Yeah. So. I mean, heck, there was all kinds of stuff that we didn't necessarily think about or just slipped our m- minds, you know. I mean, that's just like the first time the car ran down the track, we had no idea it was only running on seven cylinders.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, it needs a tune because of that bank. And then I didn't know until 1,500 miles into the deal that it had a bad cylinder because but that's what it came down to. Like you said, like we were at about a week. There prior, so it came down. A lot of it came down on. I was leaving for a trip. Um, when I was getting back, I think I had two weeks to go once I was back from that trip. Yeah. And the whole time I had in my mind, built in about a week. Yeah. To drive the car to shake the car out because I knew that there wasn't going to be things that worked. I knew that there was going to be issues, possibly parts I had to order. So I knew I had to build in minimum of one week to drive the car in case i had to start overnight in parts or pull some more late nighters or whatever the heck it was going to take to make this event um so we we kind of always had that that final week was always there as like a oh yeah a test let's see what we can do yeah
1: but i mean heck those late nights again you know helped out because i think didn't we fire the car before you went on your trip
0: yeah we fired the car i think at Eleven or midnight, and we were leaving at three or four in the morning to head to the airport. So I think four, four or five, uh, four-ish hours, uh, prior to leaving for the airport, we fired the car, which helped because yeah. otherwise I'd have been gone for that week and, I that would have been rough, oh, because yeah. I would I would have went on that trip and not known what the heck. I was like I would have been so nervous to come back, but which is crazy though, because so that happened, we fired it. Fired right up. All yeah. all seemed pretty good. Had a couple little leaks, water things, which yeah. we tightened up, and I thought it was going to be more of an issue, and they've actually kind of sealed themselves, and all's been good.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, the biggest unforeseen issue we had was, you know, which was a blessing getting the car cranked up as early as we did, was having the issues with the training.
0: Yep. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think that night that we were trying to start it, um, a, a part that nobody really <coughs> understands or sees when building an EFI car that is old, is the wire that is constant when cranking and on. So on an EFI car, when you're building them, whether this is a Holly standalone or a LS swap, like with the PSI conversion harness, it needs signal to the computer during on and cranking. Um, we found that wire. Yeah. Again, tired. Figured we had it. Yeah, good to go
1: that was the wire everybody called yellow and blue yellow and black blue and yellow and <laughs> it was all over the, yeah it was all over the freaking map because i mean we found that wire i think at two in the morning everybody was freaking tired and
0: yeah it was it was long so we we found this wire like the day before we thought it was all good i think i clipped a few wires
1: yeah it took out some kind of resistors and, and stuff that a uh, wire diagram you found said it wasn't needed thank but.
0: goodness for google <laughs> finding the wire diagram and uh chasing out what wires were and weren't um and the wiring harness on this car is so funny because it's literally powered off of what like a 10 10 12 gauge wire like the main power feed for the whole entire car is just some tiny little wire we're like there is no way that that's going to power it and yeah. uh, sure enough all the light headlights work i think What, I turned the blinker on or the headlights or something and it didn't work. I switched it once or twice more, and then boom, we had lights.
1: Yeah, it was kind of odd because, I mean, I guess the whole electrical system just had its quirks originally. When you turn the headlights on, I think you had one low beam, two high beams. (laughs) The next time you clicked it through, you had two low beams, one high beam, and the driver's side blinker didn't work. Uh, We had a little bit of issues where the back ones didn't work for... A little bit and then all of a sudden just started testing and doing all this other mess everything just started coming together we was actually shocked to see that almost every bulb in that car except for one still worked from sitting for however many years oh, that car long. set yeah.
0: yeah yeah absolutely that everything kind of finally came alive it was it was waking up I guess you could say it was it's pretty cool I mean that made my life easy I didn't have to worry about figuring out headlights before I left on this trip I just had to worry about the car running but that so the night before the first fire up or mm-hmm. earlier that day I should say was okay. a big push on wiring. Yeah. Um again not taking any shortcuts or trying to very minimally as I'd love to have just ran a couple wires and done what I needed to do um which I ended up doing one wire just to verify but yeah every wire we tried to solder Uh, We soldered so many wires that night that we burnt up the soldering iron. That I had to go get another one the next day. Yeah. Um, This is and the car's on a lift, and we're run a wire up, lower the car, solder that wire, (laughs) run a wire down. Try to do three in the car. Try to do two outside the car. Uh, That was trying to wire a car is a pain. Let alone trying to wire most a car. And well, this is the thing. Like trying to plan ahead. The standalone harness had. A relay for the fuse, uh, fuel pump. Yeah. We had a fuel pump relay ran in the car like a month prior just yeah. sitting there ready for it. Didn't even need it. Yeah. But we had to make another connection in the back and all that so it came together. It's, it worked out really, really well but um, in between this I'm trying to like throw a little bit of carpet in the car just to have something to yeah. be ready to go um, when I didn't have a hand or Alex wasn't around or whatever and then... It kind of all came down to that. I think we were uh, about two, about three weeks out. I was gone that third week, and then I came back. So I had two weeks, more or less, from the time the car started yeah. to the time we had to leave on the trip. But that was not complete. The car was not ready to go no, by any it means. it barely
1: had any carpet in it, didn't have its factory center console that we somehow miraculously was able to put back in yeah. place and make it still look factory
0: well and that, that brings up another point that i kind of forgot about is i i read online that you could use like um, a power glide type shifter for the detents and it was supposed to be close which is totally false yeah. so we we spent there was a whole night wasted just trying to make the shifter work yeah that wasn't uh so we ended up getting rid of that one buying a different one i think that was a Overnight or two day express deal, so I knew that once yeah. we were getting ready to start it, we could put the car in gear because the transmission's the goofiest thing ever to fill. Yeah, there's no fill, there's no dipstick on the train. No, not at all. There's a plug, <laughs> there is a plug, yeah, and that is aka
1: it. an inspection port. Yeah,
0: yeah, so, um, there was many, many hours spent. How how do we fill this thing? I mean, in between as we were leading up to it, we knew we were gonna to have to cross this path and on I mean, when building the car there's is, certain things you just don't want to deal with. And I was yeah. one of them things like how what do, what do we do?
1: Yeah, well that's the that's one of the things where I was scratching my head because no matter how much you researched on Google or any kind of forums that was talking about those specific transmissions, some people said, Oh, eight quarts, some people said twelve, some people said ten you know and it was just didn't know exactly how to figure out exactly what to do with it you know because yep. i mean it was first time i've ever dealt with a transmission that was like that no you know no freaking dipstick to check the levels or anything like that
0: yeah and the six A D is not the cheapest tranny to just like replace so even though i got this one extremely cheap uh i did not want to mess this one up so we, we started looking we're like okay so you start the car For the very first time, you're starting this car and you're like, okay, hopefully, no major issues. And then somebody's got to be under the car in a sense, pumping this fill up. And then you, once it's up to temp or whatever, you pop that little drain plug. And then once it drips out, you're good. Kind of, sort of.
1: Yeah, it was supposedly. Yeah, (laughs) it was all kinds of retarded stuff. Because I mean, when you first start the car, it was all right, you got to put four quarts in and then, you know, let it run up to temperature and then add some more and
0: I think we ended up putting about eight in and we just let it be what it was and actually we were super close so and I went to go top it off and I think I added yeah. about a quarter of a quart and it started puking out so
1: yeah yeah and I mean the other thing with it too, those when we ran across those training issues how hard was it to try and freaking deal with all that and not lose so much oil <laughs> oh
0: man yeah no doubt so after I took this week-long trip feeling good car started golden just got to come back tidy up some stuff drive it have a good time easy peasy right yeah until you come back you start it you got to take it for the first drive and i still had to go get the VIN inspection and everything so i was literally trying to make it on like a friday evening i was like i'm gonna go drive the car around this weekend uh just verify everything i pull out like 15 minutes to go to make it over to the VIN inspection place uh and the car will not shift out of first gear. Damn, We got a problem. Yeah, We got a problem here. So that's what we ended up dealing with for that next entire week. Uh, Alex was busy doing some stuff. I was just trying to figure out what the heck I needed to do. Make this thing work. So came over and helped me a little bit. Uh, I had April go out a few times and help me. I would unbolt the transmission pan. So what it ended up being was... Long story short, is the operating system in the transmission controller, which is located inside the transmission on the valve body, was wrong. Hindsight, easy peasy. You take it to freaking the local GM dealer and they flash the new OS in there. But it's an 09 transmission with a 2012 and up TCM, which is what's needed to talk to the E38 ECU uh, for the direct-injected engine and not a lot of people have taken an 096LED and tried to do this. All you need is this. Okay, so I got that, put it in there, but the OS didn't match. Apparently, if the OS doesn't match, it will only stay in first gear. But if you look up reasons for it not to shift out of first gear, there's many reasons. I think the first one, and it threw a code this time, was that the gear selector, the little plastic gear selector, didn't get placed in there the first time I did the TCM. So pulled it all back apart, changed it, to fix that, put it back together, that didn't fix it. Pulled it apart again. I ended up putting the TCM, the new TCM, on the old valve body. That didn't fix it. Was told, no, you got to have the other valve bodies. Put the right valve body back the way it pretty much was the first time, minus the selector not being correct. And ended up coming up with it. It had the wrong operating system. Um, I believe swap time on the internet... He has some YouTube videos and stuff on doing Gen 5 swaps. Kind of saw it in the tune uh, that I sent him. And he goes, you have the wrong operating system. Well, I talked to many people. And can you can we do that with HP tuners? Can you do it right and tire? And I never really got real good solid answers. I kind of came up with no. But anybody with a Tech 2, a.k.a. GM dealers, can do this. So I, I went to the GM dealer. I think this is Thursday or Friday yeah. before a week prior to race week. So literally seven or eight days prior to race week went in there. I go, Hey, I got this Mazda that, Oh, you got to take that to the Mazda dealers. Like instantly what they told me, I was like, okay, so I got this 2014 Chevy pickup, but it looks like a Mazda and they ended up helping me. The car shifted. All okay. We can move yeah, on. Right. Uh What was some of the other stuff we I worked mean, on that week? I mean, there's still okay. little stuff. I think that we.
1: Oh, there was just little stuff, tidying fenders, up wires and stuff like that. Getting bolting the, grill the on. fenders, getting the grill on. But I mean, heck, when it came down to that last week, I think that was one of the funniest stories I ever heard. Was GM had to come back to you because they locked themselves completely out of the car. <laughs> Yeah, so kind of one of those things
0: like, okay, whenever you guys get ready to flash that, let me know. And, of course, dealerships, uh, because of insurance and liabilities, you can't be back here, blah, 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 whatever they were telling me. I was like, all right, I'm just saying, whenever you get ready to do this, let me know. And then the guy that hands off the paperwork apparently didn't let the guy in the back know. So they come back and they go, well, the car won't even start and run. So, you know, my my heart kind of hits the floor, but I, I know that it's can't be anything too major as long as they didn't brick anything um and that was it kind of came down to having to do that because i couldn't send the ECU back to the swap company because we're, we're down to like a week and they're like yeah you can send it but then we got to send it and it'll be seven or eight days and i was like well that's just uh, can't can't do it like i won't make the event that way so uh, i'm sitting there in gm they come back tell me the car won't run and i go out there and i was like i specifically said make sure you only write the transmission operating system so you don't re-enable the bats Good thing I took HP tuners, my laptop, and I have something of an idea of what the heck's going on here. I rewrote it, and boom, it fired up, and it shifted. Yeah. Freaking thing, I was able to drive the car more than seven miles an hour and more than just on and off a trailer until you get it down there. Um, yeah. So that worked out. We fought a little bit with the cooling system, but that ended up not even being an issue because it hardly ever even touches the cooling fans. So
1: there was a little bit of that leading up to it. Yeah, that had me a little bit worried on why it wasn't even getting up to the temp every OEM manual said that that motor's supposed to run at.
0: You're right, yeah, no, absolutely. And that's so the car that's kind of we'll flash back a little bit to get the engine mounted and everything in the car. The car had to have an electric water pump. So it doesn't have a thermostat or anything in it. But like it's literally that was Alex, hold it. Nope, just slightly move it. Maybe just a little. Okay, right there, hold it. And then I tack weld it, and we'd keep going from there, uh, which we had to do a couple times oh, yeah. to get it just right. What was the other thing I fought a bunch when we were getting it together like that? Oh, the alternator mount.
1: Yeah, that was one thing that was crazy. I mean, especially with having a custom cut a freaking alternator.
0: Yeah, so Alex, I think, came up with the idea one night. He's like, hey – when we were looking at alternators, I'm like, ah, hopefully this will work, or maybe that'll work. I don't think the Gen 5 one's going to work. And he's like, w- what about, like, an O2 Tahoe? So we kind of go out and look. He's got, like, a little V6 truck, and it runs, like, the same, similar alternator. And we're kind of looking at it. We're like, ah, maybe. So we went in. We're like, we need one for an O2 Tahoe. And then the guy brings us out one. Because we just, I know how to wire it. Um, it's simple. One wire to activate it type of a deal. I actually think this one has two wires connected to it to make it work. Um, yeah. And... They bring us out that big gargantuan one. It's like the HD alternator or whatever. I'm like, no, yeah, no. That's no, the one that had that ain't gonna fit.
1: well more than enough what was needed for the car.
0: So just on a on a weird whim, we're like... So we get the small one. They had one. I buy it. We bring it back. And the bolt holes line up to existing bolt <laughs> holes on the block. Yeah. Which is like... That's kind of one of them things that we're like, man, this alternator is just going to... It's going to take us a while. We're going to fight this mount. Blah, 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 blah. And... We literally brought it back. We're like, I think that's gonna work. <laughs> With a few trips to the hardware store, we found some bolts oh, yeah. that worked, and I we had to grind the block. We, yeah, had, to, we yeah. had to give a little bit there, and we yeah. had to we had to cut the alternator only because I run an engine plate on the on the car. Yeah, if it didn't have a motor plate, yeah. it pretty much would almost
1: bolt right up. Yeah, it seemed like it would align almost exactly up. But I mean, even when we were test fitting it, we wasn't sure because. The engine plate wasn't there we had the motor hanging mm-hmm. from a hoist and you know the motor tweaking a little bit here and there trying to hold this part up to it figuring out where it's gonna fit <laughs> yeah let's here just, hold
0: this <laughs> let me look from the backside and see where it's rubbing or where it's touching and grind a little no that wasn't it let's grind here and then yeah. so, so uh if,
1: if i ever have to do an alternator swap on that car i'm gonna have to do a little modifying yeah. to the alternator but i mean there was so much with that car that was a pain there was so much with that car that was like a blessing because the lower parts of the front suspension, how we was able to take the driver, put it on the passenger, passenger put it on the driver yeah. for the steering arms, and convert it from behind the yeah, wheel rear steering steer and- to the front. You know, I mean that kept us from having to figure out how to custom make pieces to put the steering in the front. Yep,
0: and that's uh, using
1: that Flaming River
0: pinion rack that I did. It's not like probably ideal um, turning angle, and the car doesn't turn absolutely on a dime, but yeah. it, it's, it's really worked out well without, having to, like you said, cut a bunch of stuff up, yeah. custom make a bunch of stuff, because I wanted to leave the K-member the way that it was, because it's all stock suspension on the car. Yeah. I mean, what did we do? We changed out two bushings on the front K-member. It was like it. I think that's all we did.
1: Was it even the K member or was it the sway bar? Or the yeah, the remember. two sway
0: bar bushings, which is technically the lower A arm as well on this little car, which is super goofy, but yeah. um that's that's about all we did there. So it's just all those little things, man. It just and we're only touching on probably a a very small oh, small heck. amount of the many little things that we had to deal with on this car.
1: Oh yeah, heck. I mean, just to think and go over everything with this car and just remember. Every little detail we had to go through is probably just going to take us a month just to go back through our heads and think, oh, crap, we had to do this, you know?
0: Yep, so some, from March, April, May, June, pretty much about four months. Uh, yeah, three, four months there that we, we just went hard on this thing and we got it running and all that. And then, like I said, that last week we had those training issues, got that figured out. Um, the car, then it was running, driving, it's, I think, that Friday, and yeah. I was like, Alex, like what are you up to, ah, driving around, da-da-da. Um, I think we got the, yeah, Thursday, I got the alignment done, Friday was planned for a windshield, which, extremely difficult to find a windshield for this thing, somehow called up the local, the yeah. local, uh junkyard down here that also carries a bunch of glass and they're like yep we have one actually for that car i was like no way like they're literally impossible to find go down there and he measures it before he pops the stock one out and he uh says nope that that isn't the right one it must have got tagged wrong so
1: yeah it come out to be the right width but what was it like an inch and a half too short from the i top think it was bottom? taller cause oh, it was works. meant for
0: like the a different coupe but the, like the bend on it or maybe maybe you're right maybe it was shorter that's why you couldn't cut it to make it work or anything like that yeah. but more or less at that point i was like oh no like i, I can't pass tech on a track with a cracked windshield and this this windshield was old like it was oh, delaminating yeah. and everything it was old um so yeah. i was like well i guess we'll be making one so i went over to my dad's and he helped me in a day or two um cut one out of Lexan. I made a template went over we cut it out of uh optic armor and made an optic armor windshield for it cuz literally I can't buy one.
1: Yeah. I think what was it if you could have found one it'd have to be shipped from overseas.
0: Yeah, Australia at best and that's somebody that has one sitting there. It's not even somebody that manufactures them anymore. So that tells you right now they're not going to be cheap. Uh, so I was like, well, I better learn to make one for this car anyway. And then I think for two days I, I dealt with trying to get it to seal, like actually to hold it down and, yeah. and actually seal up. Um, still haven't perfected that perfectly, but it's sealed now. So um, oh, yeah. it, it worked out. And then uh, I think you came out, what, the? we ran it that Friday night before. So I was finally able to drive it a little bit, yeah. put a few miles on it. Uh, I don't think we did much really with it. We, we planned on
1: driving it the weekend prior, but that's where we still had some things to deal with. I think the, uh, the
0: windshield became
1: priority. Yeah, which, I mean, that's another thing with the little small stuff we had to figure out and think about. Just for you to put the factory trim back on, we had to go, and instead of trying to find the Mazda clips, what was it, some GM windshield yeah, clips that yep. you found that worked?
0: Yeah, so the,
1: the clips around the windshield
0: were so rusted that they pretty much were, some of them were dust. Because we vacuumed them out. Yeah. Some of them were half there, uh, some of them were still there. So we took the best one I could find uh, while we we're working on the windshield. Had April run down and just go down to the local place that has these clips and get whatever's the closest you can find. And it actually worked out. It was yeah. it's pretty decent. There's a little bit of rust in the car. Um, some stuff that i will have to deal with one day. Trying to uh, just not make it worse. And then we came up to. The Friday night before we took the car out it went like thirteen eight or something like that, I think, and then race yeah. we came, and April ended up going like thirteen five and I think that was kind of close to about what I figured it would run. I think I figured it would run what like twelve eighties all yeah. out at elevation or whatever,
1: um yeah, but I mean that's another thing, even when we first thought, well, you know, low twelves, you know uh we didn't or at least I didn't necessarily know much about the tuning in the car and all this other stuff. And, uh, I think we had to figure out the, uh, what was it? How to get the governor off. Cause when it first ran oh, it, the governor yep, still right. kicked on.
0: Yep. Well, the first, first couple of passes, you could feel the car like lay over like two, 300 foot before the finish line. And there's two different governors kind of in there, one training and one regular and, got them removed got him moved and then we ended up doing okay though
1: yeah.
0: so that was that was pretty good that was a lot of fun it came down to it and that's just a very small portion of the stories we have from building this thing so for anybody out there that's in the middle of a project yeah. car working on doing something keep keep hopefully some of these in mind and just when you're working on it to keep chugging forward and some stuff will be I think the biggest thing for me when building a car like that is the the hard parts like the 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 big projects that are should be small, like the exhaust sticks out in my mind yeah. of I thought it was all gonna work, and once that think it's gonna work doesn't work. I had a back step which yeah. cost us probably close to a week within some of that, yeah, and i I had to cut the exhaust, grind it all out. And then the grinder I had and it grinded out very well, and it's just like it fought me through the whole thing. But exhaust was done, boom. Then we had yeah. the other two pieces of the exhaust banged out quick, yeah. and moved on to the, whatever it was—the cooling system or whatever.
1: Yeah. I and mean, from what I noticed, and I had a probably two or three nights where I stepped out a little early to kind of leave you to figuring stuff out yourself. You know, talking mm-hmm. about the one-person projects is because. I thought you was going to lose all your hair trying to deal with the wiring. Man, yeah, it's
0: wiring's not fun. There's so many times that it's like you just need silence. And let me, let me kill some brain cells here to figure out what's going to make this work or whatnot when you're talking about relays or what needs power or what doesn't. I mean, I read through the manual of hooking up a five-wire simple setup many times. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, hey, Alex, read this. How Like, read this out loud so I can just hear it from a second perspective or something. Maybe I'll catch it. it oh, yeah. It's crazy, man. It was so, a lot of fun, a lot of, a lot of late nights, tired yeah. nights. And that was kind of a lot of it. It started out, yeah, let's work till 9, 10, 11, yeah. maybe 11 or 12. And then it started getting more to crunch yeah, yeah. time where we had those gold dates of getting them finished and the... The 10, 11 o'clock nights became 11 and 12, and then 12 oh, yeah. and 1. And then I think the night before, we, it was yeah. like 4 a.m. Well, the sun was coming up when we walked out of the garage the night that we finished wiring yeah. most of the
1: car. I mean, heck, even whenever we freaking started laying in the little plug-and-play wiring harness for it, we thought, oh, well, here comes the easy part. Little did we know it was going to be a stress just to get it stretched around the motor, put it in between the firewall and all the tight spots, you know I mean? Yep. Heck, we were even lucky to have Mr. Greg come over and help us out with brake lines and see exactly, with a fresh set of eyes, where those brake lines need to lay without even double thinking it.
0: Yeah, know? no, that was a that was a huge help. That was one of them projects that I was like, oh, I just don't wanna. Like, this is gonna be a pain. This is gonna this is gonna hurt the head, and <laughs> this is gonna cause a lot of delay. And my okay. dad ended up coming over and helping us knock out the. The brake lines because he's he's done those before he kind of knows how all that needs to work but it's, it's even fittings like fittings for the brake line that you yeah. just nobody tells you here buy this so i was looking on like speedway motors and found like yeah. a kit that i think might work and some of it did some of it didn't so sometimes you start using the universal oh yeah parts and
1: just making it work for whatever we had to do oh yeah definitely you know i mean it was just amazing how quick some of it, some of that entire car laid out perfect with no issues. And it was kind of a head rack on how the hell one. are we going to do this, you know, because we already have this that laid in the way and that that's in the way. Yeah, i haven't even discussed how <laughs> yeah. tight the drive shaft is. Oh, God, dog, man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's I like the, the perfect example of that whole thing right yeah. there. It's like,
1: not sure. Yeah, I mean the first thing that came to our head with that drive shaft was, all right, we have this ginormous hole, and we're probably gonna have to cut the tunnel back even another three feet.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was kind of the that was kind of the. I think we might have to do this, but if we have to, we can, you know, pizza cut the the tunnel and add a piece in here and and gain some room. But then it's literally like a half an inch, but it's in a position of where the drive shaft doesn't move. Yeah. So then we we were we're good like. It clears, oh, yeah. it doesn't rub. We're Somehow, we got lucky yeah. on that side of it. And there's a lot of, I, I, I say luck because you hope it does what you want it to do. And when it does, it yeah. feels lucky. But I guess skilled and forethought on yeah. that everything's going to line up and fit and do what it should do.
1: Yeah, I mean, like there again with the little projects and the little thoughts, you know, I mean, granted the motor's got the motor plate holding it down and everything else. But I mean... I think one thing that helps drive driveline is actually being able to put in a factory rubber spacer, you know, so that way that's not hard mounted and, you know, being able to you get a little destroy bit of a give. whatever. Yeah. A little bit of a give. So that way something has a little less likely chance of destroying itself.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Um, that's what everybody kind of comes to me and says, how'd you make that fit? And there's a lot of headaches and trying or thinking or oh, yeah. ordering that other water pump. And, us putting it in there and be like that ain't gonna work
1: i mean heck that's even the first time i saw you pull the motor out so we can gain access to doing Pulling other things engine bay and stuff yeah i had no idea for as small as that car was you had to take a freaking v8 and turn it sideways almost like you're putting in a front wheel drive motor just to fit it in the <laughs> engine bay <laughs> yeah it's uh
0: it's a fun one whenever you got to pull that thing because you kind of pick it up and twist it and then it'll, it'll come out and it barely clears and everything, but it, it comes out. And then to go back in, we even, a couple nights of just, like, the bolts, whatever it was, the alignment pin on it or maybe the engine plate or however, like, it just doesn't want to pop together real easy. Yeah. And then it's always fun trying to like, even put the flywheel bolts in uh, or the torque converter bolts on the uh, on the oh, car, yeah. like, just trying to work it around and move the engine A little bit at a time and make sure everything's double-checked.
1: That's like when we finally got it in there for the last time. Both me and you were sitting there talking back and forth to each other. All right, do we need to jack up the transmission a little bit or do we need to move the engine hoist a little bit? There's Uh, a few times I
0: lowered the lift over you. You would get under the car, lay down on the ground. I'd lower the lift real easy over him. I'm like, you good? Oh, yeah, you got plenty of room. You good? Oh, yeah, you're good. And then uh, get it to where you could kind of get in a position to see something or help move it but thank goodness for having the lift because we'd have been up and down off the ground a whole lot more than we were
1: oh definitely it's amazing how much little things like that help out and i mean i'm actually glad that you had that lift here because i mean it would have even been more like trying to work it through a garage scenario instead of having some equipment that's you know almost like a shop yeah, we needed a full-time chiropractor to take care of that deal. Oh, yeah. There's still plenty of
0: nights of of just being sore and wore out. But it, it came together. The car made the trip. Oh, we yeah. got all these fun little stories to tell about building it. And then what do you oh, do yeah. when you get done building it? You start talking about what are you going to do next, I guess. so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to actually see if we can freaking do a cam swap in the car without having to remove the
0: yeah, no, I definitely think we can, we can do it. It's gonna radiator is gonna have to come out of the car. Yeah, but I don't think it'll be too bad. That's hopefully something we plan on doing this winter is popping a cam in this thing, uh, doing a few other little things. Hopefully, getting a good intake for it and cutting the hood around that intake, so then it's got the hood back on it. And yeah, I'd like to do suspension this winter. Try to get new shocks or struts or whatever I can find for yeah, for this thing.
1: Yeah, at least definitely set up the rear of it to where it's. Not smash in the brake line whenever you freaking hit our I still on need to road. move the
0: rear brake line. It's it's done us well for a little while, but that is it's still on the back of my mind every time we drive the car. I need to move the brake, brake line to where it's not possibly gonna hit the body, especially when we load the car up. But I think that's yeah. probably another um, project for this winter is we've already kind of looked at it, Alex and I have, of building a trailer hitch off the back of the car. And we kind of got an idea what we need to do. Yeah, a little bit. So we might uh, try to build a little trailer hitch so I can pull a trailer behind it next year on race week. And, and either put extra people in the car or just ease up, not have to load the car down with so much stuff. Because it was packed to the tilt yeah. for race week. we got stuff in the back seat, stuff in the trunk. Uh, unfortunately, Alex wasn't able to go with us on race week. Hopefully, we've been talking about if he could have something together for next year would be really cool to go yeah. uh enjoy it but it's a lot of time off from work and all that stuff but we made it april and i had an amazing time with the car uh i appreciate alex's help uh, so much because he just he came over and for the love of cars oh, helped man, me work man, just Stupid wrenching hours. on
1: that car no matter if it was just something as small as putting on the intake to what was it, 18 inch pounds? Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> all the little things. Something as major as trying to lift that freaking 49 inch chunk into place to freaking bolt it up, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I enjoyed every last minute of it and I enjoy, you know, just enjoy wrenching on motors. That's know. what Alex, like. I'm like, dude, you don't have to come
0: out. No, no, I enjoyed it. it. It's a good, helps him relax. That's how he, he just oh, yeah. enjoys it. He has, he has a good time doing it and it just checks out from. Yeah, everything man. else and gets down on working on cars and oh. i was like dude you're good like we, we worked last night all night on it no i'm I'm ready if you're if you're gonna be out there working on oh, it yeah, i'll be man. out there working on it with you
1: yeah i was waiting for the day for you to look at me and tell me i'm just freaking crazy for enjoying <laughs> motors that much
0: yeah uh, there was definitely sometimes i was ready to go inside and he was still still <laughs> raring to go so we we kept kept making forward progress and that's the only only reason it really got done I, For sure, if I didn't have your help, we would not have made that event. There ain't no way I would have got it all done. I I think
1: you would have pushed through. Yeah. uh, Because, I mean, I've seen your determination with it (laughs) on some nights. You know I mean? There were some nights where, like you've told people just a few days ago, you know I mean? You had some nights where you was like, all right, let me go ahead and down this monster so I can have an extra 15 minutes of energy so I can start this project.
0: Sometimes that's what it takes. Sometimes you got to... You got to do whatever, whatever possible. It got, it got rough there towards the end. There was a lot of, uh, oh, yeah. I, I tell people when they, when they're talking about trying to make it, if you're trying to make something like race week or make a certain event, you need to shoot way prior. Cause if you shoot for that week, it's definitely not going to oh, yeah. make it. Me, me giving myself two weeks almost wasn't enough. And, yeah. uh, I know some people that are wanting to do it next year. I'm like, just, just plan on having it done by January 1st. Yeah. Cause
1: once summer starts up and you go through all that it gets rough there but i mean heck at least you wasn't one of the people that was trying to go through tech still bolting a motor in that's i wasn't (laughs) still
0: wiring it it drove us around uh and it was something that i had to feel comfortable enough with putting april in the car to make passes in yeah something that wasn't possibly gonna fall apart on the on the route which like that that deal we did have where um and I, I keep kind of thinking back to one of the times we took it for a ride right over here by the house. And, like, it bottomed out that first time. I'm like, from there and a couple other times was that where it started loosening up that brake line that we had go out on us on race week. But, like, literally, that's the issue we had. Yeah. That, like, we got to go back and actually, like, physically change on the car. Oh, yeah. Is a brake line on the... Which I even questioned when we were doing I was like, ah,
1: yeah. Which... I mean, that was the only spot of the brake line where we had any kind of doubt whatsoever. But, I mean, for the spur of the moment, trying to get everything done, it was the quickest, easiest spot to chunk it. Because, I mean, you was able to hard line the entire rear axle. Yep. And only, I think, what we use like maybe about three foot of soft line on Mm -hmm. that entire brake line system. Yeah, not very much. (laughs) Some of that's where you come down
0: to, like I said, buying universal stuff that you hopefully speeds up the process yeah so if we're doing everything from scratch there ain't no way it would have it would have sped up as well as it did and we we re-bled the brakes a few times and oh yeah there's just multiple things that we went over a couple times like every project i guess it's probably true with the whole like when you build a car you probably build it at least three times completely
1: oh definitely Era. I mean, they have some people that look at you like you're crazy when you tell them when you're building a car, that motor comes out more times than it ever will its entire running life. I hope that's true. <laughs> I hope that that is true with this car. Um, I
0: think it, I don't know. I had it out I mean, a lot, but there's, the car's going to take a good beating too throughout it the rest of its life, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, but I mean, with what we've wrenched on that car and what we have talked about with getting done on it, you know, I've had a couple of buddies of mine that's built three eighty threes expecting to get two years of life out of it. One buddy ran his three eighty three that he built for fifteen years without anything going wrong with it. Yep. You know, I mean that's you just don't know. <laughs> yeah, you don't know, but I mean, whenever you have as much knowledge as you have into it and you have as much thought as what we've put into it, I could see even you know, just doing a little bit of swaps here and there with the cam, intakes, stuff yeah. like that. You know, the typical bolt-on shit. I can see that car running for at least a good five, ten years before oh, yeah. really needing to come out and, you know, do anything as far as lifters or having a cam wear yeah, out. Yeah, anything real um, bad. Yeah.
0: Until I decide to spray the crap out of it and
1: blow it up. I... You yeah, never but know. I mean, heck. <laughs> no, Let's by the way ahead. that it runs,
0: though, it's super reliable. Everything's super solid on the car. Yeah. That's, that's all depends on how I guess I want to go with it. Like, I don't know how many times I've already been asked, when's it getting boost? When's it getting turbos on it? I was like, well, the exhaust uh, has I mean, slightly been designed for it if we ever decided to uh, add that.
1: See, that's the other thing. People that know both me and you have asked me before. You know, when you think he's gonna throw turbos on it i'm I'm telling him you know first off, we talked about a cam swap, yep, next off, we talked about seeing how much boost or how much nitro you can put to it without really damaging the motor too yep. bad, and then you know slowly progressing to a stage where it's turboed and you know got yeah. see what nitrous on it and everything else you know I mean, but I think before we get to the crazy point of that car. It's probably going to be still a few years up the road, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's 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 hard to say or what'll come about or what happens. You never know. But that's where it's the car's just so much fun. Like it is. It is hard to hard to do it. But I talked to a few companies down at LS Fest. I just got back from. They're like, "What's your plans with the car?" Uh, Like, you know, if if companies want to step in and see it go crazy, I guess we could we could do some stuff. But (laughs) it's it's kind of one of those things. It's like as of right now, it's super fun. But I. We definitely want to see it go faster. It went twelve zero in Bowling Green at like three thousand feet DA, so it's definitely got a high eleven in it at even better air, and with a cam intake, a couple small things, and a better tune on it, I mean, it should go should go tens easy. A little bit of spray, you're at nine ninety nine. So that's something I got to look at this winter. Is whether or not we jerk all the interior back out of it, to put a roll bar in it, so at least the car's legal and safe till nine ninety
1: nine. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely need to try and get that done as a project here pretty soon because I you know the car is definitely not far away from doing it. So.
0: Yeah, no, the being as light as it is, and if if nobody's watched the videos or heard about it, it's a uh, car weighs twenty four ten without me in it, and uh, it came out a lot lighter than we thought. Like, well, yeah. we we went back and forth because looking on the internet, you can't exactly find a weight. And yeah, I mean, we saw like twenty two, twenty three hundred pounds.
1: Yeah, I think most of the things I found with it was between the coupe and the sedan, it gave a weight variation of 2,200 to 2,550.
0: Yeah, um, and so this thing must have came in, been a lighter version of whatever it was, and then pulling out the rotary, the stock rear end, and the little four-speed, and putting a six-speed automatic, a aluminum VA, and a Ford 9-inch. The car only gained about, I mean, even if it was on the low side of 2,300 and only gained... Roughly a hundred pounds, even if it's twenty two, it only gained two hundred pounds
1: yeah, by man. doing
0: this swap. Which we still got to put a hood on it. Um, so that I mean That's that hood don't weigh pounds, yeah maybe. much. So yeah. it's it's pretty it's pretty light. So yeah, otherwise everything came out pretty pretty good on the car. I right? I just couldn't be happier with. We made the event completed it all. The car's consistently going quicker as we get all oh, yeah. the little bugs worked out on it.
1: It's been a blast. Yeah. I mean, that's just like, you know, how I said earlier, you know, thought about it like it was my car, even though it's not. I'm still thinking about when are we going to do different things, like try and finish getting all the damn primer that was on the car off because the paint underneath it still looks pretty decent. Yep,
0: yep, that's, that's part of it. Just, I guess when you get a car done, you're like, okay, cool, <laughs> you just want to enjoy it. But it, at times you uh, here a few weeks ago Alex came over and we put new rubber in the uh, door seals and everything, so we don't we don't end up with a pool on the inside if we get rained on. I silicone the front windshield to the trim, so then it, it helps keep water from coming in that way too. A lot of little things like that that the car still needs that I'm sure we'll, we'll be getting to this winter because oh, yeah. winter's coming, there won't be events, and we'll still need
1: something to do. Yeah, I mean, just thinking about it off the top of my head, when the car's sitting, not during race season... You know, two of the main projects I think need to be tackled immediately is dealing with the suspension, maybe overbuilding it a little bit so that way whenever we do add more horsepower to the car, you know, we have the adjustability of the suspension for, you know, being able to make it hook or, you know, whatever. Do something. Yeah.
0: Other than being just loose and all over
1: the place. Yeah. Uh. So, I mean, that's one thing I think we can get done. For sure. You no, know, I mean, like I say, stripping the primer off the car, finally exposing all the original mm-hmm. paint on the car and all that other stuff. Uh, I think we can even do a cam swap if, you know, yeah, the no, budget's absolutely. there for it. You know.
0: No, we'll, we'll definitely, <laughs> the car's definitely getting a cam this winter because it still has the stock DOD lifters in it, and that's that's not a good thing because, you don't. I guess those like to go out, especially when you're not using them the way they're designed. So the car will absolutely be getting an intake and a cam this winter. I even thought about, on the top kind of primer in it sanding it and even just painting the top like white or black to uh, to mock the the rag top but i'd really like it to have a real real vinyl top on the car It'd be kind
1: of yeah i think if we primer the area where the rag top goes and leave it like that for a little while until the budget says all right put a rag top back on it yeah it's all
0: it's all fun from here the the there's many nights where I lay there and you're just like, we're working on it, but it, or, am I actually going to get to drive the dang thing one day? Like, do I actually get to enjoy it? And now I, some, there's many nights I lay there I'm like, holy crap, we actually knocked the car out. It is done. And you, you spend so much time thinking about how cool it'll be when the car's done. And then you actually get to enjoy the project car. Yeah. Enjoy I it mean, have hey, fun.
1: Just the little trips to Walmart in the car when people come up to... Go some, get fireworks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people come up to us and tell you, man, they enjoy the car, they enjoy how it looks, they like what you did with it and all that. Sitting at Wendy's and having people stop and walk around it in the parking lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, you've seen even how much of a freaking smile it brought to my face to see people just enjoy the car as much as they did. And, heck, that's like even you telling me about this last event you went to, you had more people surrounding the little Mazda than – most people were surrounding a hundred thousand dollar car yep
0: yeah I know it draws some attention and it's pretty crazy and it's something to definitely be proud of that we did and built and even though it's not yours it's it's yours to a point of that you a lot of thought and right. blood sweat and tears and
1: oh yeah there was and, plenty uh, of nights wrenches slipping and busting <laughs> my hand on the frame rails or the motor or, you know, even just putting the rear in you know, I think I busted my knuckles five or six times. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. There's uh few things get stuck in the eye and get flushed out and I, I had that a few times where you're all right, uh yeah, I just gotta go wash this thing out of my eye, but we it's done for the most part. More to come. Oh yeah. And we'll uh
1: we'll be oh, working on yeah. it. Yeah. The hard part's done. Now it's just enjoying it and you know, customizing it to what we feel the car needs to be what we want to what do we want to happen from here on out
0: well alex i appreciate it man i'm going to go ahead and end it here but thank you so much for helping me with the car i hope you guys enjoyed the uh, podcast talking about it i know it was a long one but hopefully there's some information in there that gives you the desire to either build a project car if you're in the middle of a project to keep going keep keep getting after it and getting that thing done so you can get out and enjoy it um, and have some fun with it because that's that's what they're about right so oh yeah Well, thanks again, Alex, and thanks again to everybody that took the time. If you've made it an hour and about five minutes into this thing, I I can't say thank you enough to listen to us talk about cars. And if you guys would, please leave a review and make sure you follow the podcast because there's more to come. See you guys.